You're listening to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer with hosts Tom and Kate. Tom Gallego, author and creative director of award-winning digital agency L7 Creative, and Kate Hauser, his incredibly witty, social media-obsessed millennial co-host also of L7 Creative. Join Tom and Kate every other week as they discuss and debate topics around how modern marketers can thrive in the ever-changing and often intimidating landscape of digital marketing. Your survival guide begins now. Welcome back to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. I'm Kate Hauser. And I'm Tom Gallego. Oh, I just realized that I said my wrong name. I'm Kate Peters. (laughs) I am officially Kate Peters. So we were off the air for a little bit, and what happened? Kate goes off and gets married. I did get married, yes. I know, I was like, if my husband listened to this, he's like, why did you introduce yourself as Kate Hauser? Um, But yeah, so I got married, so I'm Kate Peters, which is very exciting. Congratulations, Kate. Thank you so much. And now I have to do a full rebrand of my existence. Excellent. And change my name on every single possible channel, but yeah, very exciting. I do know a brand strategist, and he's somewhere (laughs) in the building. I know we normally wouldn't recommend changing your name after 30 years, but this is the world that we live in. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, we are um, super excited to be back in studio. Um, We're going to have fun today because we're talking about uh, the new year, which is crazy to me that it's almost 2022. I I don't know how how I feel about it. And so that's perfect segue for our um, topic today. Okay, and and marketers out there, you're going to find this excellent and really cool. It is um, the seven biggest digital marketing trends for 2022. Yes, yep. So we're looking ahead to the new year of everything that you would need to know in terms of digital marketing, what to look out for in 2022, changes that are happening that you'll have to adapt to, to adapt and thrive. And Tom and I are going to just start breaking these down one by one. We've done a ton of research just to kind of figure out what marketers need to know for the new year. And since um, it's upon us, it's coming up, or by the time you're listening to this, we're already in the new year. If you've come across this podcast a little late, welcome. And we are excited to get, dive into these trends. So without further ado, the death of the cookie. Google announced this like in 2020, that they were going to make sure that the cookie ended it by 2022. So now people back then it's like, oh, well, that's two years from now. Now it's like now it's like right now. Um, so Google has announced that by early 2022, it will fully have retired the cookie. Um, and then of course, Apple came out earlier this year with their iOS 14 update, which allowed users to opt out of Facebook tracking. So it's pretty much this whole um, movement towards no more third-party data, which is a very, very, very large impact on marketers because we rely so heavily on third-party data for our, targeting our potential customers and our advertising. So this is a pretty epic uh, change. It's not a trend. It's more like this is happening in 2022 and we have to figure out how to adapt to it because it's here. So Yeah, and, and me in particular, I'm in favor of this. I think Less data being thrown around, um, less tracking is good. It's a good thing. Stop that trend. Let's reverse it. Um, we're just going to work a little, have to work a little harder as marketers. But luckily, we've got some weapons that you can use. Marketers. Yes. Okay. Yes. We do have some tips, but I personally am actually not super into this idea. Um, You're a rebel. I just <sighs> don't, I don't see. 
okay, I don't see what the big deal is around being about my behavior being tracked because I appreciate targeted ads. Like I do, I actually like when I feel like the ads I'm being served are appropriate for me. And I do a lot of my shopping. Obviously I do like 90% of my shopping online. So like, why am I upset that somebody knows me better to better target me? Cause it's like stuff I want to see. I'll give you one example. You don't want people tracking, you know, government, especially. Yeah. Uh, foreign governments as well as our governments tracking. I guess your, you're right. Your whereabouts. I guess, yeah. You just don't. It's not a good thing. Like, I don't mind being tracked in terms of, like, if my Alexa overhears that I'm in the market for, you know, right, like a new purse, and then like the my dream purse shows up on my Instagram feed the next yeah. day. That's I'm okay with that. So you know what's kind of creepy is in 2022, Alexa's now going to be able to audio recognize when you leave your water on after you've brushed your teeth. Uh, when you, when a, um, uh, your dishwasher stop button goes off, you know, alarm, yeah. your washing machine, and it's going to alert you and it's going to say, wow. Kate, turn off your water upstairs. Wow. Kate, you have wash that's sitting damp in the washing machine. That's what's happening in 2022. Wow. That's kind of cool. Big data. It's like AI. smart home. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. I guess if you like that, it is kind of creepy though too. Yeah. I like having ads that are more targeted to me because I rely so heavily on online shopping that it just kind of like, I have to do less digging if it's served to me. Um, yeah. Every time you, you let somebody collect your data for convenience, you give up a little piece of yourself. That's my feeling. Yeah. Now I know a lot of people feel different, but yeah. Well, fact. another thing too that I read online is that there's this other process now called fingerprinting, which is basically an, another type of online tracking that's more invasive than just cookie-based tracking that is now is technically still legal, which is basically where a digital fingerprint is created when a company makes a profile on you, but it's based off your computer hardware, your software, and your preferences. So it's actually doing this like profile around you on like everything on your computer, not necessarily your browser. So it feels like it's almost more invasive. And so that's why I was also like, okay, this is one of those scenarios where if you take away something, people will just do it illegally. Right? Well, they're doing it now. I think, you know, I was at CES two years ago, approximately, not quite two years ago, last time it was right before the pandemic. Okay. And Experian had a big shindig at Top Golf, and I was out there, and all their vendors and all because we do business with them, and and um, they've actually been our client as well in some cases. But um, there was a, a a group out there of engineers for a small company, and they did just that. They track very dark web stuff. They track your whereabouts. And they collected in big, in big data sets. And I said, well, how can you do that? And they said, well, we don't actually collect your name in your social security. You know, we collect the information that you give off. So we don't, we're, we don't know exactly who you are, right? Mm -hmm. But you know they really do. I mean, yeah, think I mean, about that. Yeah, how could that. they not? How could they not? 
And I said, how does this work exactly? He says, I can't really, uh, I'm not at liberty to divulge. Anytime you hear that phrase, you know like, there's, okay. something, there's something going on there. Okay. You don't have a high enough clearance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyways, that is happening now. But um, death of the cookie is, um, is a big deal. I mean, it's kind of like um, uh, Mobile Geddon. Remember Mobile Geddon about no. five years ago? No. You don't remember that? No. So Google proclaimed within 30 days, they gave a, like a 30-day notice that they, will be, they would start downgrading and, and um, penalizing your domain authority if your website was not mobile optimized. Oh, really? And they called it Mobile wow. Geddon. Actually, so like, on a Wednesday yeah. of such and such, I think it was like August or yeah. it was over the summer, I think, a few years back, bam, everybody's website that wasn't mobile optimized just dropped in the rankings. Wow. So we got really busy. I was going to say, nice, good for business. <laughs> good for business. <laughs> but all of our sites, I, I would say this, all of our sites that we built were mobile optimized. It was, it was uh, folks calling us to say, can you help us with this? Right. And in most cases, we couldn't because right. we just, you know, we just don't do one-off work like that. Yeah. You know. We're um, like, yeah, we'll mobile optimize your website and we'll give you a new website. We did that. We thing. we did do some new site builds and yeah. really cool stuff. So nice. yeah, it was it was good. It was fun. Nice. Okay, so regardless of where you stand on the death of the cookie, from a consumer or a marketing standpoint, um, we are going to have to be more creative in 2022 about how we collect data. So more like first party data tracking. Um, so some ways that you can kind of work around this are to, and also one thing to note, we haven't. We haven't lost first-party tracking, actually. It's only third-party tracking. So it's you'll still collect the data and be able to save that on your website. So that's like stuff like, um, I don't know, data that customers fill in when they go to your website, like your passwords being saved. And, I, I've got a lot cart. to say on that. Yeah. That, <laughs> so that, that still exists. So it's basically like ways that you can collect more information from your audience, like on your site. So you're not just relying on the data that you would have gotten on other sites. So you're not relying on, on that because that will be gone. Um, so, Well, yeah, no, good segue. So essentially it's, it's what we've been preaching as an agency for, for about a decade. It's called permission marketing. It's own the customer data lifecycle. So first-party data. Get the data, build your database. And guess what? A lot of, a lot of clients did it. We have you know, a few right now that are really doing a great job with it. A lot of clients went, eh, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It seems tedious, you know, things like that. Well, they're all scrambling now to own that, the, the life cycle of their customer, own that data so they can market to the, uh, the customer. And so marketers out there, if you're, if you're, not, if you're not really doing it aggressively, I hate to use that term, but it really comes down to it. Or maybe a better term is diligently mm -hmm. or through a number of sources, start doing it. Start doing it. Start um, collecting your, your customer data because you might have thought, well, I know the good, the good news is, is once you collect it, you can immediately start to use it in, you know, in your marketing. Mm -hmm. But it may seem kind of one-dimensional to a lot of marketers to say, well, 
what am I going to do? I'm going to send out emails. You know, maybe I can segment them. That's kind of that's kind of okay. You know, um, but no. I mean, what you want to do is once you once you own that customer data, and you have a permission to market to them, you can start using other AI tools to understand their behavior. Mm. Kind of some of the things we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So you can understand your customer's behavior. You can understand how they move around your website. Um, and you can start building what, what is termed as a walled garden. So it's, it's kind of what, um, and this, there's definitely no pun intended here, but Walmart is building a walled garden. A walled garden? Yeah, very similar to what Amazon is and Facebook. And that just simply means that there's really no reason for you to leave within the confines of that, of that oh. web property. So it's something really interesting to you, Kate, because you're going to talk about this a little bit later, because what happens is uh, you can educate your clients. So let's, let's say you sell supplements, mm-hmm. you know, health supplements. Well, once they get in, into your walled garden, now you're giving them um, recipes. You're giving them tips from, um, you know, their social, their followers. Mm-hmm. You're, you're feeding them anything they want to do. So your, your website's not just a buy e-commerce site. It's mm-hmm. an educational tool that you can use to keep those customers really knowledgeable and they want to come back mm-hmm. You can gamify things. Does this sound familiar? You gamify yeah. really cool giveaways and yeah, really cool definitely. Uh, health tips, things like that. Excuse me. So um, that is really what's happening especially in the retail space, but even B2B and even uh, let's say you don't sell a lot of um, goods and services online, but you're, you know you need to get, go, go to that length. Well, those walled gardens um, that you can build will serve you in the future, and you can collect that data, how those folks move around your site, match it up to mm-hmm. the first-party data you have, and now you can start building data sets. You can have AI direct you on how to market to these to these folks. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not know that this grandmother has five grandkids, but because of what they're buying and purchasing and the um, way they're moving around your site and the content that they're consuming, yeah. your AI says, the likelihood that this grandma okay. has five grandkids yeah. is really, really high. That's, so you should market yeah. here. And by the way, they bought on these dates and these dates. Right. These, that's probably the birthdays of wow. their grandkids. Yeah. Interesting. That like makes me think of like how Amazon now, like Amazon has Amazon products, but they also have Amazon Prime, their video service. Like you can watch TV yeah. shows. So it's yeah. like, imagine what they know about me just from my recent purchases and the shows I watch. They know just those two things. Yeah. You. They know you're, wow. you just got married. Well, here's they the thing. My, my, all of my girlfriends mooch off my Amazon Prime account. So I have four people using my Amazon Prime. So I'm like just really, I'm trying to mess up Amazon's algorithm and, or AI and be like, you don't think you, you know me? Except for the fact that we're literally all females in our early 30s and we order like the same stuff. <laughs> That is funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe I should get my dad to start using my Amazon and try to throw them off. You would They'll probably see all this fishing gear start coming up. And you'd stuff. probably single-handedly bring Amazon down. Yeah. It would just start smoldering go. and yeah. going. I don't understand. I don't understand. Just don't break understand. the break their 
algorithm. Yeah, their algorithm. Their AI. Yeah. So cool. So so definitely death of the cookie will lead to first party data. Marketers get on the first party data, start collecting yeah. that data from every touch point that you can. Yeah. Every page of your website. Every landing page. Every landing pop ups, page, emails, pop -ups. social media polls, anything you can do to try to kind of understand your customers and, and have that data because we will not have it when the cookie is dead. Thanks for listening to this episode of Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and drop a comment on what topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Good luck out there, marketers. Until next time.